Today, this is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on networking. My guest, millionaire CEO of FraserNet, George C. Fraser is considered to be the new voice for African Americans and one of the foremost authorities on networking and building effective relationships. He appears on CNN regularly and in Black Enterprise Magazine as well as the Wall Street Journal. He is the author of Success Runs in Our Race and Click, 10 Truths to Building Extraordinary Relationships. Personal growth guru Stephen Covey calls George a masterful teacher. And TV host and journalist Tony Brown has called him a visionary with the rare combination of leadership and management skills. George is featured in the New York Times bestseller, Masters of Networking, along with Colin Powell. This is an awesome interview you'll enjoy. George Fraser, thanks for being a guest tonight. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, you are quite dynamo. I really appreciate your commitment to our community. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate that you that you have overcome obstacles and just continue to stay the course and persist and demonstrate the kind of excellence that truly exists in black America. I, 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 I really appreciate you for that. Well, thank you, and we appreciate you for being here. I read a lot about uh, you in that bio and uh, wanted to start, uh, uh, really, tell us about yourself and where you're from. Well, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm born in a family of 11 children, eight boys and three girls. My father came to this country in the early 1900s from Guyana. Married a beautiful, fair-skinned sister, Ida Mae Baldwin, from Lumpkin, Georgia, and they lived in Brooklyn. And uh, when I turned uh, three years old, my mother became mentally ill and was institutionalized, the balance of her life. Uh, I, uh, along with my other siblings, were put into an orphanage. We spent a couple of years in the orphanage, and then we were broken up into threes because nobody would take, uh, you know, that children. And uh, and I spent the rest of my life in foster homes, growing up on the streets of New York, uh, the mean streets of New York. And uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was a very 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 tough life, but uh, I was determined to make a way out of no way. Uh, you know, I, I was told to attend a vocational school, and I majored in woodworking. That's why I got a high school diploma in woodworking, because nobody thought I was college material. Uh, fortunately, I thought differently, and so for many years, I uh, took a job on the midnight shift, shift at uh, LaGuardia Airport uh, and uh, went to college, and the rest is history. And, you know, now an author, speaker, entrepreneur, visionary, writer, uh, uh, and my subject matter expertise really is uh, the power and importance of relationships and networking, economic development and wealth creation, uh, uh, and, and diversity. Okay. The reason why I wanted to have you here in Building Abundant Success, the reason I named the series that, is many people who will look like Etta George C. Fraser or anyone else who has great success, they think that luck would just happen for them. Or they just met the right people walking by one day. They didn't really have to do much of anything. And uh, in reading your bio and some of the things that you'd gone through just to get uh, to this point, I wanted to... Um, you to uh, let us know what that was like. I know FraserNet's been around a little over 20 years now. That's right, 22 years, yes. 
What was that like to go from uh, your nine to five or working to building that? Because I'm sure that that that's a story in of itself. It was, it was kind of scary. Yeah, I spent uh, nearly 20 years in leadership positions with Procter and Gamble, United Way, and Ford Motor Company. And um, some, you know, 22 years ago, I decided that. Um, uh, I wanted to sort of go out on my own and pursue a path that would allow me to maximize my full human potential that I didn't really feel that I was realizing working for somebody else uh, as, a, uh, as a professional. And um, I had some thoughts and made some observations. Uh, and uh, the major observation that led me to my business was in spite of the fact that I did not have a very fancy education uh, and, you know, and not a real good pedigree, uh, so to speak, I did very, very well uh, in corporate America. I climbed the ladder very quickly. Uh, I was very well liked uh, and I, you know, was promoted into leadership positions very rapidly. And, and what I noticed is that, that in spite of my education or my lack of a very, very, very sophisticated or fancy education, that I had really good interpersonal and people skills that enabled me to build the kind of networks necessary to take my life and, to, and take my career to, uh, to you know every level that I wanted it to be. So I said, you know, maybe this is interesting. Maybe this is an important observation. While education is profoundly important, it is not enough. You need more than education. I said, maybe I could begin to help specifically African Americans understand the power and importance of relationships, the power important of building networks, the power important of soft skills, your emotional intelligence, and, and, and then maybe there's something to this thing called networking. And uh, let me investigate it and let me see if I can build a career and a life uh, and ultimately a business around teaching this idea of networking. And so that's how I got started down that path. And so I reported this to my wife, of, of uh, who is now my wife of 35 years. She was not really excited, me giving up a figure uh, to take on a business that um, I had never been in, uh, that I just had an idea and a vision for. Um, but she stuck with me and said, okay, well, you do that. Uh, I'll maintain my position in corporate America. That'll give us a solid economic base. Because um, at the same time, I had children, uh, two young boys, and um, that way, we'll you know we'll always have something to work with. So that was our plan, and uh, I started by putting on networking events in Cleveland uh, called Success Net, Success Through Networking, a party with a purpose. Put them on once a month uh, for five years. Uh, and then from putting on uh, networking events, uh, I collected business cards, used those business cards to pull together a annual directory that I sold back to the people who were interested uh, in uh, coming to the event and having the information of all the people who would be event in the event. I then said, listen, I have enough expertise in the subject. I believe that I can write a book on networking specifically targeted to black in America, there had not been a book written on that. There had been 14 books on networking, uh, but none targeted to African Americans. This was back in 1992. Wow. It took me two years to write the book. 1994, success runs in our race, hits the market with a bang, stays on the bestsellers list for four years. Uh, uh, it 
your audience has not read that book. They need to read the book. It is required reading in 57 historically black colleges. It is a modern-day classic. Uh, it is the book that started the networking conversation in black America and ultimately started the networking movement. Once that book went global, so to speak, uh, people started calling me, Mr. Fraser, can you come out and speak on what you've written in the book? Uh, and of course I could. And so a speaking career emerged. Uh, an, uh, uh, an author uh, or writing career emerged. Uh, uh, an event career emerged because I then put, started putting on conferences to bring together African Americans from all over the country to teach them and to train them in the skills of, uh, uh, of building relationships, the skills of how you use those skills to build businesses, how do you use those skills to build your career, how do you use those same skills to build your wealth. And, um, and thus, we now have the Power Networking Conference, which is in its ninth year in Atlanta, at the, a, at the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, and all kinds of other ancillary products and services. We've just introduced our new PrazerNet prepaid MasterCard, which is a whole new way of managing your money to get you out of debt, to stop you paying interest, to stop you uh, 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 paying uh, overdraft charges and all the crazy stuff that comes with credit cards. We have a whole new wealth management system for the people in our network. And so one thing led to another, and here I am today, 22 years later, talking to you with about 18 products, all of them related to networking or something to do with wealth management and tools for wealth management. You mentioned some interesting key points there for anyone in vocations listening to this and or just looking to create themselves. You have a particular niche, a niche that that people just weren't tapping into at that time. And then you said you had people skills. Uh, You know, you use the people skills you had to, uh, you actually learned over the years of your working and I'm sure your life. And many people don't think that way out of the box. You said that uh, you're going to go into something that, uh, uh, well, you hadn't gone into before. What was that like at the time? Because actually, when you say that it was the first uh, book, uh, Success Runs in Our Race, uh, you know, speaking directly to the black community about networking, that must have been very interesting to, to uh, you know, be, I guess, a fly on your shoulder. How is this guy going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> what was it no, like? No, that's a great question. That's a great question. Because, no, I had never written a book. No, I had never put on. No, I had never prepared myself to train people on how to be more effective at networking. I had, I had never done any of those things in life. But what I, uh, what I did have was no fear, and what I did believe is that it was not difficult that I could learn how to do it, that I could grow into doing it, that I would start small, though, because everything begins as a seed. You cannot, for example, take a watermelon, put it into the ground, and expect for it to grow other watermelons, right? It's not going to happen. What you need to do is you need to take the watermelon, cut it open, take out the seed, plant the seed in the ground, cultivate, nurture, water the seed, give it fertilizer, give it time, and then over time the seed flowers and bears fruit in great abundance. Now, I knew if I did that... If I did that, if I started small, that over time I could learn how to do it. Over time I would make mistakes. Over time there would be things that I would fail at. So what I tried to do was to 
to fail fast. I tried to get through the things that I was not able to do well, although I tried them, experimented with them, did them mediocre, then, uh, uh, or failed, and I, 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 you know, failed and learned quickly. Because I believe in life, uh, you know, two things happen. You either win or you learn. Right. But you really never lose. You never lose. Um, and so from everything that we do, there's something that you can learn. And so it's a matter of observing what you've done and extracting the lesson. What's the lesson here? And then how can I apply that to the next thing that I want to do? What happens if you don't learn? Well, you'll continue to repeat the lesson until you do learn. Mm-hmm. So you'll keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. So I learned very quickly. And so I was never hesitant. I had little or no fear to try something new, to try something different, to think outside of my comfort zone, to live life on the edge. Because that's really what life is. Life is on the edge. And if you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much room. (laughs) Very true. So... um, do things different. Be willing to experiment. Be willing to think outside of the box. Take massive action. Go at it. Right? And mm-hmm. you'll learn. You'll make mistakes. Some of it you'll do well. Some of it you'll do in a mediocre way. Some of it you will fail at. What do you learn? Pick yourself up and start again. In building um, your career, and many people out there are entrepreneurs, uh, the the glass ceiling in corporate America, of course, you you probably had to have seen that while you were there, right? Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so in your building, um, I'm wondering, uh, what would you say to many generations who are listening right now about the economic climate today and what we're going through. Obama and no administration is going to be able to create that many jobs before he gets out of office. That's right. No, and I think uh, President Obama has already alluded to it himself. Mm -hmm. We are going through a very fundamental change in the world and certainly in America. Many jobs because of uh, the economics of America at this moment in time, have been lost. And most of those jobs, or certainly a significant number of of those jobs, will never be coming back. Uh There are manufacturing jobs that are now in China. Our automobile companies are smaller, the smallest they've ever been, and may even get smaller. One or two of them not even here anymore. You know? Uh, So... There's a whole area of work that we no longer do in this country. And so what made a middle class, certainly for black Americans, for our parents, um, those kinds of opportunities and jobs were a high school diploma. And in many cases, even without a high school diploma, you could still come north, work in the factories, the automotive industry, the steel industry, uh, coal mining, etc., all kinds of industries, and still eke out a middle-class life. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of world is not available for our children. Mm-hmm. 
So there will be there will be and tens of thousands of jobs that just will not come back to America, which means that our children must look at the world differently than we look at the world. In other words, no longer can, will you be able to make a decent living without a high school. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Right. In fact, it will be difficult to earn a decent living in the 21st century without a college degree. In fact, sooner rather than later, a college degree will be equivalent to a high school diploma. That's right. So, when we hear about the massive dropout rate of Africans in America, 50 and 55% dropout rates in our large urban center, Cleveland being one of them. Philadelphia, New York, especially the dropout rates of black boys, you know that we are raising a generation of children who are going to be in trouble. And we are going to have to find a way to fix that. That's what so, scared me into doing this interview. Yeah, um, I kind of woke up uh, a few years ago and decided to go on my own, knowing that uh, the regular 9 to 5 wasn't going to benefit me. What do you see in terms of the strong um, jobs that will be here for those of us who are really not just entrepreneurs, but those of us who are still working 9 to 5? Yeah, well, I think there are three or four major categories that people have to look at where there's going to be tremendous growth. Of course, green. Anything associated with green, that's the whole new emphasis uh, in uh, America, and it's not the world today. So green technology. Technology in general, that's going to continue to explode. Um, We are 15 years or so into the Internet. I can't even imagine what the Internet and what technology, handheld technology, will look like 20 years from now. Okay, so technology, green technology, anything in health and healthcare, as well as education. Mm-hmm. More and more money is going to have to be spent in the area of education. America is going to have to be retrained and retooled. So there will be significant opportunities in the area in the area of uh, uh, education. Online education is going to continue to explode. That's so great. Those are areas that people need to take a look at seriously, both professionally and entrepreneurially. I'm not just talking about working for somebody. I'm talking about those are categories where there will be significant opportunity to start and build businesses, as well as pursue careers if entrepreneurship is not for you. 